This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. So there's a reason why I started Blood Origins. And that reason is simple. Is that I wanted to convey the truth about hunting. It brings awareness to, to non-hunters that it's, it's more than just killing animals. How do I start it? Brittany. My name. My name. Is, <laughs> Does my hair look okay? It's fantastic. My name is Mike Axelrod. Start again. Yeah, I hated it too. <laughs> Braxton, you said something in the car to me. You said that you were living on borrowed time. Hmm. There's a perception around who hunters are, what we're supposed to be, and a a feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. Live without Robbie. Uh, Robbie, when he jumps on, will be set to zero <laughs> uh, so that he can't talk for the first few minutes. So this is a, what is this, a Slots Media takeover of the Blood Origins podcast? It is, yeah. Yeah, what do we really think about Robbie? I mean, what, what, what are our actual opinions? Oh, I don't think we should be telling those to the world. No. No, uh, keep them secret. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. You shall not pass. So, some context. We've just driven how long in a, on a bloody bumpy road? I think we left at... We were leave seven seven thirty seven o'clock yesterday. Oh, yesterday, yeah. yesterday drove something in, like that. Got in somewhere at two, stayed over, left at six this morning, and then have just arrived now, and it's three, three. Yeah, yeah it's quite long winded. That wasn't it. It took a long time. Highlights were, um, let me think. Almost hitting that dog. I almost, Lewis, I, you didn't see it because Patrick had swapped into my car by that point. But I, those three donkeys are in the middle of the road. <laughs> I, uh, Boniface was like, oh, like that because I, I, 
Yeah, we I were, almost flipped the truck trying to get around them. We were in front of you, and Robbie said on the radio, "Mind the donkeys." That did not come through that one. <laughs> well, he did, because those donkeys were particularly stubborn. Yeah, and, and also like, the fact I that don't care. Robbie's ten-pound child walkie-talkies are so erratic. Well, when you think about it, they're the worst. Robbie's, Robbie's walkie-talkies almost killed me, Patrick, and Boniface. Yeah. I mean, he should have just got some I mean, I don't like, know nice motorola ones or something. Or... I don't think we would have died by hitting three donkeys, but we probably would have been mentally scarred by the experience. I don't know. That was a little sketchy. Uh, we got stuck. We did. We got stuck. Patrick, I thought your shoveling technique was, uh, the way you took control was really, really attractive. Yeah, whenever, actually, uh, whenever there's a moment like that, I do sometimes think I'd be very good in the army because I'm very Good. Uh, you were very decisive. You were like, yeah, you yeah, were just leading an operation. I was like, like oh, I like this, Patrick. Mm. I guess I did get the car stuck, so I you also know, felt a bit of an onus. The to only, work harder. The, the only thing uh, was, that turned me off was that you were wearing a t-shirt, so I could see your noodle arms. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? It's funny. Very, <laughs> <laughs> very weedy in that t-shirt, and I was thinking, I wish I was wearing a long sleeve top. Oh well. There you go. Um, yeah. It would, have been, it would have been a particularly dick move as well if you'd got the truck stuck and then just sat in it and waited to be freed by everybody else because it was sweltering outside. I feel like that's something Robbie would do. Wade, he used the shovel for all of 10 seconds and then stuck it in the ground. He pretended to come and help and then he got his phone out and just filmed the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. He, so when he, he shares... Do, he did bring... When he shares the film, he can be like, oh team get, got stuck and managed to get out when actually he we should be team got stuck and I watched them get out. <laughs> Hashtag teamwork Nick. I you read but there's no uh, Here we go. We're not blowing we're not blowing up the mics at all. No we're not. I think by the way before we start it's highly likely this is already the best blood oh, really? podcast we've ever Ch- done. Easily the best. Why am I not healing myself? Oh, we put you on zero intentionally. <laughs> Check. Is that me? Oh, there he is. There I am. That's so back. you've been you've been talking shit about me? No, we've just been really we've just been talking about things that happened today that you know. You 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 snooze, you lose, mate. Talk to your new friends. I'm not talking to my. New, you're I was, t- you I were was, talking to I your was new being, friends. Excuse me. I was being courteous to our guests, our hosts, actually, not our guests, our hosts. <laughs> well, we've just arrived at their camp <laughs> and uh, Leon always already remarked that you've made yourself at home lying on the floor who me? yeah, yeah I feel like I'm having a counselling session with uh, with my two therapists Jack and Patrick yeah we've conferred and we've decided you're unhelpful mate mm. oh really it's I mean, best it's I mean, best to either live with it or end it it makes sense that makes sense so what did you cover you covered that I didn't I overheard saying that I didn't do any help uh, digging the vehicle out yep we, we, we were estimating how much shoveling time you spent doing I shoveled but we have people like Jack who like to shovel I do so love the, to shovel so the token yeah. Jack, Jack actually looked at the camera and went I was afraid I wasn't going to get any workouts in but now I'm about to shovel <laughs> yeah exactly. it's true look we've, dude we've had a very sedentary trip so far we've just been driving around everywhere well what happens when you have to cover everything then yeah you yeah, have yeah. to cover all the the angles and whatnot and certainly this habitat walking driving in was i would say very different for the first time we've seen grass we've seen a shit ton of grass like i don't didn't see any hardly any grass in mababi it was just raisin bush terminalia very sparsely there was no grass under the under 
think about that. I guess they get a lot more rain up here, I would think, because this is this pan that's out front of this tent is natural. He's not pumping this. This is rainwater. Yeah. But we're not even that far from um what's it called? You tell me. The what Delta? Is... No. Mabawi? No. Maun. 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 We're not that far from Maun, really, are we? Mm. We're pretty far from Maun. Maybe yeah, we just an hour and a half flight, I think. Oh, Jesus. Two days driving in I was a circle. Told, I was told in a we, circle. I was told we weren't that far from Moan. In a circle? No, you were told that we weren't that far from where we stayed last night. Oh, yeah, there we go. So, what they've told us is that tomorrow... Are you eating jelly babies podcast on the podcast? number one is you can't, you can't the microphone. smack your lips together with the jelly beans. I'm so sorry to everybody listening. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me, Patrick Tillard. This is your second podcast, and you have taken it over. And if like... that's the way you carry yourself on these, I'll be at last. <laughs> Chewing to your guests. That is... It was actually Patrick's idea to take it over in the first place. Nice. I, I, I like that. I like we, that idea. We were just covering some of the main events of our trip here. Yeah. The t- that for me, the pinnacle of which was Lewis insisting, insisting that the footwell <laughs> of, of the truck where he was sat, which was sat, uh, in fairness, was a it couple not of hot? inches. It was really, it was really hot. A couple of inches over two exhaust manifolds. He insisted that it was hot enough to cook an egg, and when he cracked the egg into the footwell, it cooked. Absolutely nothing happened. It cooked. And now we just had hot so egg in the you, footwell. It cooked. Did you clean the egg up? Uh, no. What I did, Robbie, was just threw the mat right back down on top I, of the I egg. I could absolutely see that. No, I cleaned the egg up like a normal human being. Yeah. But I what went, we knew, we thought was happening in the other vehicle, that Lewis was going for a poo. Yeah, because you and didn't want us to crack this, an egg on the football. Everyone on this podcast is getting used to your, that every time we put you on the podcast, you have GI issues. Any GI issues that we need to be aware of? Oh, Bonnie called you, he gave you a new nickname, Mr. Pooh. Yeah, so I thought it was very lackluster and needs more imagination, yeah, really. Not a lot of effort got into that one. Yeah. I wasn't really impressed when they so, hit it over the radio. No diarrhea? No, no diarrhea, no. Okay. Why, do you want me to have diarrhea? No, it's a surprise. It sounds like you do. Well, are you going to ask me if I've got any blood infections? No, because you haven't had anything this trip. You've been doing pretty good. Good. Well, I haven't got any, any so that's good. Patrick's nose. I haven't seen a tissue up it this whole time. No, touch wood. Thus Just far, sunburnt, my body is rising lips. to the challenge of the African conditions. We're, is, only, we're only halfway through, eh? It is dry. Dry, dry, dry. And dusty. Mm. Dry and dusty. Well, um... What would you, t- what would you, des- how would you describe getting to where we're sitting right now? I think remarkably easy. Arduous. Forgettable. Forgettable. I agree. I agree. Six hours, eight hours on tarmac. Sandy. Three hours on Kalichi. Three hours on Kalichi, which is just a rock, gravel, sand based road. And then three hours on deep, monotonous sand. It's a journey you only do if you really want to be here or you have to be here. Mm. What would you, you were in high four? High four, second gear the entire time? Yes, sometimes when I felt frisky, I went up to third. Same here. Yeah. Same here. When I felt like there was a stretch of hard pack, Robbie, Robbie. I, I tested the third gear. Robbie, you didn't, you were, you didn't see. Because you were in front of us. But there was a moment where, <laughs> where Patrick thought you'd got stuck. 
And so he was like, was he, he was like, evasive so, driving. So, no, no, no. So he was like, he he panicked. Oh, I just see you. Sw- I saw you go up onto the, yeah, the side. Yeah. So he, he was like, oh, I'm going to go on the hard packed dirt here. Went off the road into the grass, which they then realized was also sad. one, aiming at a tree. Two, was just as soft as. Two, was just as soft as the road that he was on. And then what ensued was him slapping the steering wheel in a circular motion like this. I've never seen. I've never seen his hands move so I fast. I think they call, they call it a tank slapper. And you'll see that I, I handled it pretty, pretty well. If I'm honest, when after I got stuck and then pulled out, I actually put the car back into two-wheel drive. So for the next hour, I was sliding around like a crazy man because I was in two-wheel drive. <laughs> you were driving in high two? Yeah, we made it there, didn't we? I don't it's think you good. can go into low two, Robbie. Okay. Thank you, Lewis, <laughs> for that injection of a comment. Um, anyway, so yeah. And we made it. Yeah, and here we are, NG13, which is this concession that borders Namibia. It's next to a photographic concession on the Quando. And according to Etsy, the guy that we met who brought us in here, it is, we're halfway. So from us to the Quando is the same amount of time it just took us to drive that. And Leon just said we're going, we're going to tomorrow. the Quando tomorrow. No, no. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> no. We're getting in the car, we're doing that the other way. Absolutely not. But we haven't got the, we haven't, it's why Jack is a drone. Uh, hang on a second. We've driven like over 100 k's today off-road. Looking forward to it. Yeah, exactly. It's, where's your sense of adventure, Patrick? Mm. It ran out. About two hours yeah. ago. <laughs> <laughs> it ran out when he almost hit that tree and he thought, no, that's me. I'm done. Yeah. No, look, it's, uh, it's definitely what we needed to do. It's all, it's all good and well to say that ah, this place can't get turned into a, you know, it can't be ecotourism. But we have to prove it. And unfortunately, someone has to put themselves through what we literally just put ourselves through the last two days. And then we have to do it again to go home. Yeah. I, I, I've got a feeling you're going to go surprise helicopters coming in five. Oh, no. Who's going to take no, I'm going to go, gonna I'm gonna go surprise. We're leaving at 4.30 and we're going to do it in a day. I don't want to. Well, a day would be pretty emotional. I think. I think at that point is when we when we mutiny. Mm. And have just, we, you know, have we got enough sweets and biltong to do it in one day? That's my main question. We can stop and get you sweets and biltong. Right. Okay. Fine. Then I'm on board. We'll stop and get cold drinks. I promise. How, how many hours of driving will that be in one day? Ten. Yeah, I was going to say twelve, fourteen. Three. Yeah, three to the three to the shit road. Three to the good road. It's doing it again. Maybe we wouldn't notice the sound of that jelly baby hitting your teeth. Jeez. <laughs> but we, uh, we can't be as quick on the way out because we want to film on the way out. Yeah. We want to capture some of this we human will, conflict stuff. Yeah, definitely capture the human wildlife conflict stuff that's on that road. So um, we'll probably end up camping, don't you think? Oh, I have to it? tell you about the gentleman that I videoed. No, I don't know his name. Didn't oh, yeah. Name. No, no, that I was, you meant. The one that Lewis felt very, very uncomfortable with. Yeah, why? He was, you know where we filmed all the the plastic and the bottles just show, hanging in just the fence. Show the video. I can't. You've got me doing a time lapse. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, 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 just describe it. Look, so, shush. 
awkward silence. Where we were filming, where we were filming the bottles and all that, when you guys peeled off, we yeah. just started, and the guy came out, the big trunk, literally a big you know, piece of firewood on his shoulder. Oh, that guy, yeah, I saw him. Yeah, I just stopped and I said, hey, do you speak English? He said, yeah, I speak English. I said, would you mind if I asked you a question on video? He said, yeah, no problems. And so I pretty much asked him, like, are there elephants around here? He's like, yeah, yeah, lots of, lots of elephants. I said, what do they do? And he goes, no, they tore all the crops. We couldn't, we didn't harvest anything this year. Nothing was harvestable. They're all elephants. Then I said, is anybody helping you? You have fencing, chilies, bees. No, no, no. And then I said, well, what do you think, what do you think about hunting? And he was like, yeah, hunting, hunting's happening over there at NG13. I said, do you think hunting would help you? He goes, yeah, I think, you know, the whole idea that, you know, if you hunt those elephants, they push them out and they just don't want to be around the area that they know people are hunting them. So it was a very just off-the-cuff random person. And then we got confused at the end. I think that's what made Lewis so comfortable because I wanted to make sure that the, I had on camera, I said, you don't know me, do you? He goes, no, I don't know you. And then I, I guess I wanted to say, we just stopped. I try to get it that we just stopped here and we just met you. And the, the phraseology just got all jumbled and he just got confused and didn't really know what I was saying. And so we just turned the video off at that point. What made you uncomfortable about that circumstance, Lewis? The end. Oh, the end. Yeah, the ending when was he a was like, like yeah. I don't know what you're saying. It's just like that's, it's just like that over and over again. Just I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what you're saying. We got the good stuff at the beginning, but I think those kinds of like random, you know, bones going to just walk up to some people and ask them about human wildlife conflict, ask them about, um, you know, what what's going on in terms of elephants and their interaction with it. It's going to be brilliant. So yeah, you're right. We're going to have to do that on the way back. So we'll just play by you. May pull in at. Drotsky's again in the night who knows mm. I'm tired I'm very tired as well come on you can't be <laughs> tired no 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 Lewis, no, no, is, no, no, no. Lewis is partially asleep anyway but so are there going to be elephants out here in the morning there will be according to Leon there will be elephants here all night okay mm. and we're going to camp just just up the other side over there right? yeah I think so so we're going to have to walk we're going to have to walk and or drive around them so what's the sleeping arrangement going to be? You, Robbie, you get to sleep in a tent with Leon. 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 No, Leon, I think Leon. I'm going to sleep on the rooftop tent. I want to sleep in the rooftop tent as well. And I think uh, so. We should make Bones sleep in the tent, so we can all we can all have a rooftop tent each. Yeah, and that's then fine. Bones there's, can jump in the tent with the cop. Yeah, there's a um, there's a tent over there. No, there's a tent over there with three with three beds. Yeah. Yeah. So we can get a rooftop tent each, and Bones can go in the tent. Yeah, easy. And get trampled by elephants. Perfect. Sleeping arrangement sorted out for the next two nights. Cool. Lovely. So, do you reckon they've got any extra padding here? Extra padding? It says mattresses on those rooftop tents. Well, if you, stopped, if you stopped doing calisthenics in the bathroom before we left. Oh, let's talk about that. Calisthenics in the bathroom before we left? You, the night before we left, we were like, yeah, let's go to dinner. We're going to go across the road to the brewery. Yeah. I was doing a workout. And everyone's and like, I was doing where's a Jack? And I was like, oh, Jack's having a shower. No. Jack was doing calisthenics. I wasn't doing workouts. calisthenics. What were you doing? Yeah, well, I body guess I was doing workouts, body weight stuff, but I would have workout, called it calisthenics. Calisthenics until in the bedroom, locked in the bedroom. Oh, shame on you, Jack. Shame on Jack, you. Shame on you for exercising 
and trying to better yourself. Wasn't he doing it naked as well? Oh, I, look, that's just, that's up to Jack. Almost you're... certainly. That was a cold floor. I wouldn't be doing press-ups naked. You're in your skivvies because you came out like, hey. My skivvies? We're going. Uh, my, we're dinner. my pants. You had pants on? Back, no. No. Boxers. Yeah, boxers. Yeah, not American pants, British pants. Oh, British pants are yeah, boxers. British pants are boxers, not Who trousers. Who says that? Trousers are trousers. The British. Pants are, pants are boxers. Oh, my yeah. God. If yeah. you're in your pants, you're in your boxers. You're in your pants. These are pants. No, they're, they're not trousers. trousers. They're not. You're, out, you're outnumbered here, so that one is. Mm-hmm. We, will, we will die on this hill. Jim might back you up, but. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, we're here for three days, and then we'll, we'll you know, peel out and see where we land up. Uh-huh. How much, uh, what other impressions did you get after we left Gudikwe? Literally the last village. And we spent 120 kilometers on the road, essentially. Did you need to raise your hand? Yes, Patrick. Uh, no, I, I wasn't. And I'm on the spot to say something interesting. Where we left Gadikwe, where, where we, that last stop, it was seriously built up, that whole thing, wasn't it? Like, you can see why there's so much elephant or human wildlife conflict. That was so built up from the bridge the whole way to the turnoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a lot of, lot of villages in that panhandle section. And did you see the bus stops? Mm. Yeah, Elephant Express. But on the inside, there's a map. Right. And I think it shows like the elephant corridors that we kept seeing. Yeah, except I, don't, I feel like there must, I don't think the elephant corridors are a thing. I imagine he is not supposed to. So much of that land is actually fenced off. So the elephant corridors are created from what people are fencing off and they've got such small gaps anyway. Well, do you think, I, I was thinking about what the elephant corridors are. Don't you think it's just whatever NGO it is suggesting do not live in this zone? Live under uh, outside of the corridor, so that we have this these corridors where there's no human encroachment, and elephants can you know potentially move back. The humans definitely haven't listened to that. There's a lot of houses in the elephant corridors, but yeah, I, sh- I should imagine that's the the idea, so that you do leave. Yeah, I'd like to when we see one of those bus stops on the way back. I want to stop and check what the map on the inside is saying. Quite impressive, really. What's impressive? Well, you wouldn't expect an elephant to be able to read a map, would you? <laughs> Oh my god! As soon as I said it, I saw your, <laughs> I saw your eyes, and you're like, "Oh yes, here comes this joke. Here it comes." Uh, oh, Lewis, impressions once we left Kadikwe. Anything that struck you? Uh, I, I didn't really look out the window. To be honest, I was too busy on my phone. What were you doing on your phone? Oh, journaling. I was, I was chilling. Yeah. How was the journaling today? Yeah, good. Good. Anything you want to share? Uh, not really. What are you guys doing? You can't be whispering on a podcast. Just talk. I was just trying to get some context on the journey. <laughs> are you what serious? We're talking about <laughs> Patrick? Are you comes, serious? Comes across as the intelligent one. Doesn't even know where we were heading to. Yeah, no, I did. I did. I did. I was just. Where take... did you think we were going this morning? No, no, it's Kadikwa. So I was whispering to avoid having this conversation. <laughs> My impressions were that it is pretty stark there wasn't much going on and this is just one big sand pit exactly 100 percent. and the other thing is like i was thinking constantly about like the ecotourism element of it so if we, when we go out today for our quote-unquote game drive that we're going to do game driving in that deep sand is not pleasant it's not going to be pleasant because you have to go slow 
Yeah, but that's but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the, there's nothing luxury about that experience. You couldn't sell any part of what we just did. No, unless it was somebody who act, act like actively wanted to do something adventurous. Adventurous. That's the only thing you could sell for but solitude. So, right, but even then, it's it's not like it's it's more inconveniently adventurous. It's not <laughs> necessarily like oh my god. Mm-hmm. Scott's expedition mm-hmm. adventurous mm-hmm. It, it, it also like it, it's so thick you could see you know you can see like 20 meters off the road max yeah it's so max. hard to see game so hard to see game so thick 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 bush inaccessible dare we say inhospitable not much water well, we were digging, not much game when but, we were digging the car it was pretty inhospitable yeah exactly it was absolutely roasting and this is going to be the cold time of yeah the we're year. in winter and it's 30 degrees during the day you know, and, and, you know, as Leon says, when, when the temperatures start skyrocketing, then it starts raining and there's water everywhere and the game are back. But who wants to be here when it's 40 degrees during the day? Yeah. You know? That'd be unpleasant. It's not that ecotourism couldn't work. It's not that, eco, you know, photographics couldn't work here. They could. But you're just not going to get 500 people, say, whatever the, whatever the break-even number is for ecotourism for three days. They come in for three days, they leave. Next bench comes in for three days. 15 people every three days. 500 people a month you would need in here to make the Bible. Are there 500 people flying into Mound that would rather come here than the Delta or Makati Kati or the Kalahari? This bush looks like South African's bush, man. It's like, it's Mopani, over Mopani, over Mopani. There's some really pretty parts like we're sitting in right now that are open with beautiful grasslands. It's really scenic. This is aesthetically nice. People would want to see this from an ecotourism perspective. They'd also want to see a bunch of game, a bunch of diversity. And as you said, we saw impala, sable, elephant. That was it on the way in. Now they've got wildebeest, they've got zebra, they've got buffalo, they've got elephant, they've got lion, they've got leopard. No rhino, obviously. There's no rhino and so on. So it's just, there's all these little elements. There's all these little factors that come into it, right? There's, it's, it's distance. It's value. It's what is the attraction, the volume that's needed, the density of the bush, the thickness of the bush, the density of the animals, the diversity of the animals, and then the predict- what we keep talking about is the predictability. That when we leave here today for our game drive, it's predictable that we are going to see boom, 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 in a short period. Okay, we'll do it then. Twisted your rubber arm. Do you, uh, do you, it's obviously only my second time on here, but do you invite your listeners to send in, you know, um, emails? Can they get in touch? Of course they can. I would like to know, has anybody ever had success frying an egg on anything exciting? Other than a frying pan. Other than a, on a frying pan on an oven, because Lewis was really convinced that the egg was going to cook. <laughs> we come to the conclusion it's much harder to actually cook an egg on something than yeah. you'd think. I think if, rest, you opened the... up, if you opened up the, the bonnet and put it on the engine block, it probably would have well, cooked. We'll do on the way we back. We will then. be doing that at some point today yeah. as well. Because we're gonna, what we're going to do is try and find something we can cook an egg on. Well, why don't you roll, keep a thing of, uh, take an egg, put it in tinfoil, and put it near the manifold and let it boil, essentially. Like a boiled egg. Well, it won't boil because it won't be in any water. No, but it's going to have heat. It'll slowly cook. Uh, yeah, just to clarify, we don't really want to eat an egg. 
just want to see an egg be cooked in a quite cool way. Too funny. Lewis, any final thoughts on today? Uh, no, not on today. Man, it's amazing. It's an audio medium, and Lewis is just giving us polars left, oh, well. front, center. Well, you know, it's just driving, really, isn't it? It was a long day of driving, and yesterday was a long day of driving, too. Yeah. All right, well, we'll sign off. Thank you for starting the podcast without me. I can't wait to hear what you were saying. It's not that bad. Well, you'll get to hear it. Oh, I'm sorry, keeping you up. Yeah. Let's just go get for a sleep, Billy. Yep. All right, ciao. Well, that's it for today. Appreciate you listening, as always. Leave a review, share it with your friends, and most importantly, do what's right to convey the truth around hunting.